Hello and welcome everybody to episode number five of the eSports Review. Today we are going to be discussing with three talking heads. Uh, we've got myself, Patrick Ryan, your adorable host with a new haircut. We've got Ben, the best beard in the business, Sizemore. Um, you've been growing your beard, Ben. It looks adorable. I saw you grooming it earlier today. Thank you. I'm all oiled up in here right now. I want to so. rub my face in it, just get you it all would, on my you would nose. Get sweet citrusy smells of awesome is what you would get if you did that. You know, you smell is dive. smell is most heavily associated with memory, Ben. Mm -hmm. So my my guess would be that the first time that we ever met in person, I could just rub my face in your beard. Um, I'm totally okay with that. I think that's just how I'm going to go with it. Yeah. So when that, that happens, happens, that happens often actually. So if anybody else is there to witness it, I'm yeah. sorry, and maybe we'll try to get it on film. Anyway, so Luke Bieber is here with us today, everybody. Um, welcome our third talking head. He is, let's see, I, I, I have written down here. Let's see. Our guest this week is Luke, Luke Bieber, master of all things video games. So that, that was kind of the title. You know, I have titles that I make up for everybody. Uh, so how are you, Luke? I'm doing well. To, I guess, add to my title, I am horrible at sports games, so I'll preface that. But otherwise, I'm pretty decent. When you say sports games, most people, in, like, in the back of their mind, they're like, basket, like a sport, like basketball. And you mean, let's just... Sports video games. <laughs> <laughs> we were state champions for rugby. I was a part of that team. Yeah, so you're we're great at regular sports. regular sports. You're incredible at, at a majority of esports, just not FIFA or, or, or the 2K yes. series. That's I've never put my heart and soul into it, but I've lost many a time. <laughs> but Luke is a master of the first-person shooter. He's kicked, kicked, kicked my pants in. Um, I, w I did it, guys. I didn't curse. He, he yeah. kicked my pants in in, the, in, in Halo as a kid. Um, he's, he's always been a very talented first-person shooter player, transitioned into the MOBA situation. He, he beats me in chess. Um, he's, he's, uh, I've watched him beat some of my smartest friends uh, in games like Stratego. Um, so the kid's got a brain for the, for the for the game. Um, he's also uh, what you're a grad student, right? Right, Luke. Yes. What's what's the university? Tell everybody what major and things you're doing. I study clinical psychology at Xavier University, and I hope to be a therapist one day. Oh, that's adorable. Come see me. <laughs> I like long walks on the beach, and and you were saying you're going skydiving soon, so you've got an exciting life. Hopefully. So if you never see me again, know that I had a last good moment. Yeah. I mean, this is this is you know you're saying you're you're saying goodbye. Um, until next time, your ghost will return to the show. No. All right, so Luke's going to talk a little bit about ranked play. Um, this week we're diving deeply into um, competing at, in, in a high level uh, at different video games that you love to play. Um, the communities that have these ranked leaderboards and ranked experiences, typically a ranked playlist. So players are divided into different divisions. So say in League of Legends, they're divided into, into bronze, silver, gold, Platinum, Diamond, uh, Master, and Challenger. And in these divisions, then they're, they're separated into different sections. So they'll be in one through five. Um, and typically, these groups will be of, of about 100 people. So you're matched with people that are of a similar skill set as you. And that's kind of the whole concept is you play a video game, you put lots and lots and lots of time into it. Um, and eventually, you want to play other people that are just as good as you are and test your ability and get better at the game. So these public leaderboards allow for people to measure their, their progress. Uh, to get to get better at the video games that they love to play by uh, seeing how other players that are at higher levels play the game, and and it, I think it m maybe most importantly allows for a groundswell of inspiration throughout the community for different players to have aspirations to get to those high levels. So if you're 
just a casual player that plays the game every once in a while, but you know that if you ever put 400 hours into the game and play the game every day that someday you could be um, ranked challenger or something like that. Um, it adds an aspirational element to the community. So I've kind of laid the groundwork for why we're talking about ranked and why it matters in video games. Um, we're we're going to hop first into the history uh, and, and, and bring up the whole ELO situation. So I know everybody from, from the League community knows about ELO. I've heard Ben complain about ELO Hell. I've heard Luke say that ELO Hell doesn't exist. It does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear so to God, it does. E ELO is a thing that, that has kind of was created by, by a scientist way back in the day to, um, I guess, more, more formally standardized chess, rate, rating, chess ratings and rankings um, and, and kind of has transitioned into video games. So the ELO ranking is, is, is now something that I guess was used in the initial seasons of League of Legends to, to rank different players, and it is still basically used by Riot Games with, with some other little intricacies um, introduced here and there for the, the current season. So for most video game developers, for most public leaderboards, ELO is kind of the, the standard. Now, how do you how do you folks see ELO? I, I don't know. I didn't know what the hell it was until until I did some research and read about the guy who invented it. Um, but Luke, you have the most experience gaining ELO um, and being at a high ELO. So when playing a video game, what what is this high level of thinking? What are you experiencing? What are you doing at a high ELO? I mean, in regards to most of the games, just your basic mechanics, you have to be able to handle yourself well and just be able to take control of the map. And then, honestly, it's just decision-making. Like, if you pressure one area of a map, then people are forced to respond to that. And then you can force them away from another objective that you want, and then they'll kind of fall away from that. So let's say either Dragon or a flag and something like Call of Duty. If you're pressuring their spawn point, then they can't be there to defend the flag, and then you just grab it and go. So in something like, like chess, for example... If you're if you're pressuring their queen, but you're actually going to go and try to take their knight, you're you're is that, is that effectively a mind game that you're playing with other players? Yeah, I mean they only have so many resources, so you force them to respond. So either yeah they f give up their queen rather easily, or yeah they kind of forget about you attacking their knight, or there's nothing they can do even if they openly see it. So it's a recognition of what those resources are. Then it sounds like that's maybe a part of the the ascension to these high levels of ranking is, is, is understanding what resource limitation your opponent has and what they can, what their effective range is. Like in, if you know about anything about poker, like, you know, you'll see a poker player often assessing range. And it's not the distance like you can shoot a gun or something like that. The, the range has to do with, well, what, what potential threats exist right now? What is in the deck? And, and using all of the knowledge that you have as a player, what is that other player's ability? What are the resource levels? What can they do? Do you find that you're thinking about that a lot? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot easier for me personally in shooters, just because I can pressure a lot more people at once. But yeah, no, absolutely. So then, from from there, how do how do I build resource thinking? How do I, if I'm a if I'm a dope, I, <laughs> I'm a dope. How do I build resource thinking? Or just like this type of you know this this mindset that you have. Where how have you gotten here? How do I do it? I mean, I just I like to think what they're going after. Like, what what is the primary objective? So for something like League, if you pressure their inhib turret or something, they pressure a tower and then just fall back on the map to get Dragon. So they've lost vision, they've lost everything. So just think about what they want and then what you can pressure that will force them to respond to you. So you just want to be in the driver's seat for it because the team that responds second almost always loses. Like punch hard first kind of a thing or um, get them to react to you. I guess all those sentiments ring true in... Video game from fighting somebody to video games, right? Yeah, 
<laughs> so Ben, what are, what are your uh, your thought? You know, Luke's talked about Elo Hell mentality, how to kind of, uh, not not specifically Elo Hell, but I think the mentality that's needed in order to to grow yeah, out of that. What do, what do you say? What do you uh, say? No, I mean, I would totally agree. It's just um, in a game like League of Legends, though, it's really hard to do that, um, just because. <clears throat> well, up until recently, with the implementation of like dynamic queue, uh, it was either just you or you and a partner and like it's sometimes really hard to get your whole team with that same mindset because someone else is going to think that they're right you're going to think that you're right you know like it's like a kind of a clash of ego kind of thing going on and that also is another reason why a lot of people lose but uh yeah no elo hell is real luke i don't care what you say i was stuck in it all of season three <clears throat> i know i've been there i've seen it it hurts but if I boldly say Elo Hell is you being where you're supposed to be, what is your response to that? Uh, I was stuck in Bronze 3 in Season 3, and I don't think I've gotten any better, and I've been in Silver for the past two seasons. Okay. Well, has has the rank system changed in, from Season 3 to Season 5, though? Not Like, hasn't there more really. more people are move, have moved up or down, or has any of that changed? I don't. I'm. I'm less experienced than both of you combined. I mean, I know Diamond is a lot more, I guess, plentiful now than it once yeah. was. So people have kind of moved up in ranking mm -hmm. the longer. And now with this season, like they they've implemented like the whole uh, you get a free win in your promos until you get to gold, that type thing. So that sounds great for me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Looks like I have to play the gold. game. But, I mean, uh, no, I mean, like, get gold on my main. I don't know. Yeah, but like what what he was saying about. Um, pressuring a map in a certain way to uh, gain your ob objective, pretty much. I mean, like, we basically used that same strategy back in Call of Duty Black Ops when we were really good at it, uh, especially in games, uh, objective-type games like Capture the Flag, like you mentioned, because there's one certain spot that they're trying to defend, and if you put pressure on it from one side, they're not going to be able to, like, they have to respond to that pressure, and you always want to be the person making the first move. So uh, he's absolutely right. I so concur. I mean, you're talking about like the same line of thinking, um, but it. I mean, basically, Luke is aware of the range of mm -hmm. most players in a game like League of Legends, and uh, like understands what resources they have available, and like with more practice and more understanding and knowledge, it seems as if that's kind of the primary thing that's holding most people back. No. No. Yeah. I mean, I think at lower levels, I would honestly say mechanics are holding people back the most because to make these pressure decisions, it's not just going to be you. Mm -hmm. So like, you have to get your team to rally behind you, whereas bronze, silver, even gold, it's really hard just to get people to listen. Like calling a Baron at whatever time, like there's no chance that people are going to listen to that even yeah. if you ping an unlimited amount of time. So dynamic cue that can make it better. You can actually get your team to listen and care, but otherwise it's just going to have to be you honestly hard carrying. Or, yeah, play with dynamic. Three people, you three can definitely carry a game. Yes. So if three people are doing Baron, others will come. But honestly, that's one of the biggest things that's helped me climb is just shot calling. Let's go mid. Yeah, let's grab this Baron at 20 minutes because very few people check it. Or just walk up mid lane and then if you're there for three minutes, you know the reward's timed out, then just fall back and get a free dragon. Just stuff like that. It's free every single time, even if you're Eden and you're the one that's grouped and pressuring their force to respond. So when playing a ranked video game, it sounds as if you, like, the, you know, I think I, on, a, on a broad scope, you, you 
play a game at this high level and are doing things that really require leadership it sounds like 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 shot calling for example and saying like let's go mid let's do this and being able to have the confidence to say let's do these things and and being a leader in a situation where you're working with four completely other random people and telling them what to do and trying to get a, res a positive result from that are you are you learning this skill I would say yes. I, my natural position is definitely not to be the leader. I would prefer to be kind of be the right hand man and step up when I need to. But I find myself like in tense games when it's really close to really step up and start being the shot caller. So maybe it is a natural thing for me. But <laughs> well, I mean, I think in general, it's, it seems as if ranked, you know, requires that of most people that are in it. Like if you can't shot call and you're at a high level in League of Legends or any other game then you just really, you're missing out on understanding, even appreciating the role of the shot caller. Like even if that's not your primary role and you become a pro someday and you're on cloud nine and high as shot calling and you don't need to do it. Like the, it's still something that you can appreciate and know how to do and you're developing a leadership skill, which is, I mean, that's integral to life. Like that, that doesn't just boil down to ranked play in League of Legends, that boils down to like running a business or you know, a group managing a family, like whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, if you, which most people do when they get shitty jobs, they say that they feel that they don't deserve to be there. They should be doing something better. But unless you take a leadership position to get yourself out of that, and same with, let's say, if you're in silver and you want to be platinum, if you're not making the shots, then nobody really cares, and you'll probably stay where you are. You got to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and get yourself out of elo hell, basically, right? Yeah, that would be my opinion. So Ben, yeah. Now, now that Luke has related this back to like you know, a standard job versus like, you know, trying to, to work your way up through, like in a, in a real life situation, you know, League of Legends kind of parallel, the ranked experience in League parallel to, to the real life experience. Would it, like, do, does that, does that kind of shatter your ELO hell thing a little more? Does it, do you have any, do you have any last kind of bastions of, of, of ELO hell that you, that you believe in? I still believe in it, but no, I, I mean, he, he, he definitely makes sense. I mean, like, it's one of those things to where, like, you, you do have to carry. Like, mm -hmm. you have to go into that mindset, like, into a game with the mindset of, I have to be the best person. I have to be able to carry this game. Because when you're playing with four completely random people, like, you don't know if there's going to be someone there to carry you. And the reason that I, I was really stuck, for the most part, um, like, I'm a support main. And, yeah, you know, so it, it's, it's hard to carry as a support, especially in, like, super low elos. Like, you just you just can't really do it and you, you kind of have to have someone else with you um now like in season four like when i would like do oq with my friend evan and he would play adc and i would and, you know play support like we would carry games all the time and you would get out so i, I mean it, that's what it comes down to but yeah i mean he's absolutely right you do have to go in with the mindset of uh you know i need to carry this game otherwise you're only responsible yeah. for yourself you can't control anybody else mm -hmm. again real life yeah, and the thing about, like, uh, we were, like, saying that, you know, like, the shot calling was, like, a leadership thing. I do agree with that, but also, like, you have to have the knowledge to be able to do the shot calling. Like, anybody can just go into the game and be like, let's take Baron while you're, you know, down by 20 kills in the game and, you know, 20K gold down. Like, anybody can say, let's take Baron and make an awful call. Like, but you have to know when to make those calls based upon what situation you're in, and I think that comes with, like, just paying attention and the, the actual knowledge of the game. So knowledge is number one to, yes. to performing well in ranked. Knowledge is power. Kind of sound. 
sound like a, a good second thing to, to focus on or concentrate on. Mm -hmm. um, I think together, knowledge of mechanics, maybe they're, they're intertwined at some point. Yeah. Um, like knowing knowing that it's capable to flash over a wall. Like I, I remember the first time, like in League, in, for example, in League of Legends, watching somebody like Ezreal um, arcane shift over a wall and being like, wait, that's a thing. Like or Lucian dash over a wall. I was like, wait, that's a thing. Like you can interact with the environment in that way. And like it fucking, oh man, rats. Sorry, Ben. It totally blew <laughs> my get, mind. I can get that one. <laughs> it's just the one. <laughs> I think I did it once earlier too, and it slipped by. I'll find. I'm sneaky. Um, <laughs> Curse word scavenger hunt later today when I do some editing. Oh, uh, anyway. So, um, I mean, similarly in, in first-person shooters, right? Like, learning that you can jump over this specific wall in this place in this way, and it'll change the multiplayer map, like, forever. Like, the Fnatic um, uh, boost, the, bo the boost, the, yeah. the boosting cheat that they did, right? Like, that, that kind of stuff, it wasn't really even a hack or a cheat. It was just something that they learned about, and they didn't pull it out until then, and it totally changed the game, right? Mm -hmm. So learning about these things and learning about the intricacies of how the game works and like the knowledge required to do to perform the mechanics is, is it seems as if the uh, the underlying most important thing um and that goes back to real life right like uh, perfect practice makes perfect it's not practice makes perfect it's perfect practice makes perfect so yep. if you're going to practice perfectly and for for league or for chess or anything else it's it's all about knowing the laying the groundwork in your own mind and growing from there do you guys have anything to add I mean, this would be going back to the narrowness of League, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I would just acknowledge that I do think Elo Hell just can be experienced, but you have to be willing to grind it out. What is Elo Hell? Explain explain the basis of we've been talking about it, and maybe maybe for those of those people out there who myself, I mean, I've I've really never been in Elo Hell, I guess, because I don't I don't play a ton of ranks. So what it, what is it? What does it feel like? What am, what, what what am I experiencing? So it's the feeling that you were doing everything in your power to win the games, but regardless, just someone on your team or just something happens and you just keep losing. Or you're just stuck. You win one, lose two, and you're just stuck where you are forever. But you feel in your heart that you're better than that and you should improve, but you never do. So Elo Hell is a feeling? I would say so, yeah. You just feel very stagnant and you're not going anywhere even though you think that you're playing well enough where you should. Is that correct, Ben? Yes, I would go as far as to say it, it's more of a mindset than it is a, like a feeling, like because like, <laughs> in season three, um, like I actually got placed into silver in in season three right out of placements, and then stopped playing League of Legends and decayed down into bronze, <clears throat> and then when I tried to play, like I could, just could not crawl back out of bronze, and like you, as soon as you start playing, you get that mindset of well, I don't know why I'm playing. I'm not going to move anywhere. And, like, I, I feel like that's, like, a, a huge huge characteristic of being stuck in ELO hell, as you know. And, and <clears throat> like, the same kind of thing back in Halo 3 uh, when uh, a ranking system was actually kind of good in Halo. Um, Halo 2, come on. Yeah. Halo Be kind. 2, Halo 3. Um, but, like, in that ranking system, um, like, when I first started playing Halo... Uh, it was just like a bunch of friends in my college dorm playing on the same account and like it just got like super level locked and <clears throat> Because everyone was really bad and then mm -hmm. when I started getting better like it was no matter how good I was doing uh, Or like how many games I was winning like we weren't ranking up even though I was hard carrying these games in Halo and uh, I mean like that was definitely like the mentality of well, well, why should I even play this? There's no point if I get 20 kills in the Slayer game and we win like, I'm not going to rank up anywhere. And, um, 
I mean, that was a huge flaw in the uh, the Halo ranking system in that one, but it was still okay for the most part. So, I mean, like, uh, there's they have the true skill ranking system that Microsoft has created at the bottom of our article that we have. Yeah. Type in exclamation point article into chat and you can get it. Um, we have a, a, in the resources section, have a, an article from Microsoft about true skill ranking and how they developed it um, and, and where it came from. So, I mean, this is, this is like rankings have existed forever. The ELO system has existed since chess. And I'm sure before that, there's been, you know, intricate ranking systems for gladiators or whoever else were competing at any level. There's, I'm sure Hoop and Stick at one time had um, some level of ranking. But for, for specifically to video games and to, and to gameplay in general, a ranked playlist in a public sphere is kind of what we're talking about here um, that maintained by either an official committee or by the game developer. So it's not like just some bullshit play, like leaderboard on um, a playlist for domination in Modern Warfare 3 or something. Like none, none of that stuff is maintained by the developers and most of it is, is um, manipulated by people playing the game mostly by computers. Um, so this stuff, like a lot of those leaderboards is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that's, that's well-maintained and, and held to some level of esteem by the community. So even for Counter-Strike Go, I, I would beg to, to, to say that, that that ranking system is garbage compared to uh, like League of Legends because the integrity of the ranking system is so crappy. Like uh, what is it, like 5% of the population, playing population was in Global Elite before the rework of the ranking system and then now it's at like 3%. And if you look at like the highest levels of Challenger, it's like 0.01% of the League community. So it's just the amount of people that can get into the higher levels of, of even the CSGO ranking system is, is, is kind of at least something to be desired. Um, so I would point to, to League of Legends and, and to specifically um, like StarCraft as the examples for the, the ranking systems. And even these aren't perfect. There's places that we can go. There's things that we can do to make them better. You know, right now we're, we're all really stuck on this, the way that it's been forever, right? Like you get, you get given, uh, say you end up in silver and you're in silver three and there's a hundred different people that you're competing against and you move up that specific leaderboard. There's been no growth beyond that to evolve it into say a metagame around those different things. So having a goal um, at not just at the end of each season where you get a skin, but a goal that actually ends up benefiting you in the long run in some other way in the competitive sphere. Um, so there's, I, I, I'm, I'd like to see more growth in this space, not to say that Riot and Blizzard aren't doing a great job, but I mean, where do you guys see this getting better? Where do you see ranked playlists and ranked play? You know, look at the League of Legends leaderboard um, for example, uh, as kind of a place to start, but where do you see this growing? Where do you see it going to? Um, and if you both have nothing to say, then I have my own ideas, but I figured you have to have something. I don't really think leagues can improve on itself, honestly. So, I mean, as far as decaying, like that's unfortunate, but I think it's necessary to prevent people that don't really belong there to be 600 LP challenger. Mm -hmm. It's like when the season starts, you see all these nobodies, so it's just those willing to grind it out, but then give it three months and you won't see anyone you're really unfamiliar with. So I think they did it well. So most of the good players get to where they belong and most of the bad players end up down below the good players at, at a certain, like eventually it all balances out every season. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Seemingly, the whole yeah. point of the, the ranking system is right. people go where they belong based on how they play. Mm -hmm. So, But I, I think he's right. I don't really see a way that the league ranking system can improve i mean okay hold on so then let me raise wait do you have something because seriously well, this is, like, I, I i'm so excited say, i was gonna say that like <laughs> um with i mean league of legends I, I don't think it can improve i actually think that it's one of the better ranking systems out there for how people 
uh, should be placed in what division and things are. And you can see that other people kind of agree with that, uh, the way that uh, 343 and Microsoft did uh, uh, the new Halo game. Because, I mean, it's pretty much the same way. You do your placement matches, you get placed in a division, then you work your way up from there. And um, so I, I think that that is the direction that most, like, games are probably going to go just because they also see the gigantic, like, player base that league has i mean it is right. like the number one game in the world being played so um i mean they're doing something right and uh i think that other companies are definitely taking notice of that so i mean i would agree with you completely like i, I don't think any there's anything wrong with the way it go it is now there's one just like major improvement i'd love to see happen um so there's somebody like luke who you know before the show was saying hey like anybody need coaching like i love to do coaching like if you want to offer a free coaching session to people in chat, like go for it. So people in chat, if you want free coaching from Luke, ask him for coaching. Here, um, I'll put my <laughs> gamer tag or whatever. But so you're right. So you're, you're experienced in league, you're willing to help people um, and you're a veteran, but there's zero incentive for you to help other people. There is zero incentive in the game as it stands for a veteran platinum diamond master challenger player to help someone like myself. There's no incentive for you to do that. You don't care. Um, you only care because you and I know each other. But I'm saying within the game structure, there is no chaperone incentive. There's nothing saying, hey, you've reached this level. You're now a platinum player. You can keep playing. That's great. Keep rising up through the ranks. But we have this new thing for you to do that we've added. Now you can help other players. And the people that are, you know, that say want to sign up within this system to, to be helped by different players, we will match you up and we will allow, we will set the system up so that the good guys can play with the, the neophytes and teach them how to play well, and eventually get to a point where maybe some of those those really great players are are friends with the neophytes, and they actually start playing games together because the neophytes are getting better and better at the game. But there needs to be incentive there, right? So maybe it's a skin, maybe it's um. I I mean at the very 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 least like an icon, um, but some kind of recognition to those players that they are helping other people. And I know Dota has this, like Dota has had this forever. Um, but there's, there's not, again, the incentive structure that's built in is not nearly what it could be. Um, and because like, you know, Luke has invested not only time and money, but your personality and your identity with this thing, then it would make sense that you would want something in addition for doing those things. And it would be a value to you, but they have not really given any incentive for the higher levels of the community to come to reach their hand down and help some of those people up and in a positive way. There's no, there's no positive incentive process there for, for a player like yourself other than to get paid, which is external to their system. Like yeah. may, maybe I can even gift you IP to, to coach me or something, which is not a thing. Like I can gift RP. But again, it's, it's the, there's so much limitation there, and I believe that there's so much opportunity in building a much stronger community and building a foundation on this community where people aren't toxic, right? Like instead of you ripping me a new bum for being bad, it's like, oh, this guy's terrible. I'm going to teach him just like how to play in the jungle. And like that he just can't do it until he has smite and like is a decently high level. And I'm going to explain all these intricacies of this role to him because I get it and he doesn't like, or she, whatever, like just there's opportunity to build community here. That doesn't, that is not even, I don't think it's even recognized by riot. Maybe I'm totally off base. Maybe this is, this has been tried and I'm just an idiot. But um, what do you guys think? Does, will it work? I mean, I think it would be great. Like, as far as when I made my Smurf, I've made a lot of friends that, I guess, just added me along the way. And when I was at that level and I was confident that I would just carry them with me, I was happy just to play along with them. Because, yeah, I find it satisfying. 
it's like whenever you climb, like let's say when you reach diamonds, I got tons of messages from people just asking for a little advice and I'm happy just to, you know, spectate a game or they have basic questions <clears throat> and you guys that watch streams, you see these super specific questions all the time, which that doesn't really help people, but they need to know that it's not just this one thing holding them back. Ben, what do you say? No, I mean, I think it's a good idea, and I think that it, it would improve. Uh, I don't know if it's something that Riot would actually, like, hop on the train and try to do. I think that they're more concerned with other other aspects of their game. Scale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but, no, I, I mean, it, it's a good idea. Maybe it's not Riot. Maybe it's Counter-Strike. Maybe it's Overwatch. Yeah, maybe it's I mean, something yeah, else. But I think a chaperone. It's a, it's a good idea. A chaperone system, and I saw that in Dota years ago, and it just hasn't. I don't believe it's been implemented in like a in, in a in a beneficial enough well, way. Are you talking about like the the newbie stream that they did during the international? Is that what you're no, talking? no, I'm talking about how back when they came when Ice Frog was written about in Game Informer for creating Dota 2 before it was ever even out. Mm -hmm. They talked about a chaperone system and how they were going to incentivize veteran players to help young like rookie players. Yeah. and I think that is in place. But it doesn't, I, at least to my knowledge, the incentive structure there is not nearly what it could be uh, for, for the, the people that are really invested in the game, right? Like, just like a, a unique icon, even. Like, I'm sure Luke would do something for that. He'd be like, oh, well, I have this cool, unique icon that I got that's like, super cool looking for like, veteran players who coach other players. Yeah. Uh, man, like, I, and uh, just how excited to get about community and like this show being about people, you know, like connecting with esports and lowering the barrier to entry. Just think about like that in that context of, of lowering the barrier to entry to League of Legends, teaching people how to play, building a community, positivity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I, I would love to play in that environment. Um, it would definitely make totally. the game more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, more friendly. Like, people want to help yeah. each other uh, versus, like, you know, ripping each other's throats out for being bad. It's like, no, well, if I teach you this, not only do you win and we do better, but, like, I'll also get this cool icon. Like, it just, <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't doing hurt. This for me, for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but I love myself more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, ranked play. Um, we talked about the history. We've talked about kind of its structure in, within League of Legends and I think in a number of other games. Um, how does it work? You know, I broke down the bronze, silver, blah, 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 whole thing. Um, modern games with, with ranked, you know, I kind of made up a list. League of Legends, kind of strike, global offensive, Hearthstone, Halo, Call of Duty, Dota 2, Smite, Rocket League. I threw Rocket League in there because I have to. Um, are there any other games that I'm missing um, ranked playlists that you feel like are really um, have, have been impactful? I guess StarCraft I should have on there, um, but been really impactful in the, um, in the scene. Esports scene, not uh, other scenes. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly don't know. Have I hit most of them? I mean, you, right? You've hit all of the ones that I play. Right. Pat, <laughs> so, I was going to put Path of Exile in there for you. I didn't know if that actually was a thing. No, it's it's not. I mean, like, it, that, that game's based purely on, like, character progression on what your rank is on the leaderboard. So it, that's all about just grinding and staying alive. Uh, right. But, yeah, no, that, that's not an actual, like, true skill ranked playlist. Um, I guess Destiny kind of has one. but Destiny kind of has one, but they don't actually have, like, a... Like, Sam. They don't have, like, a legit leaderboard. I mean, you can... Uh, you can check it out on like Destiny Tracker, and they have their leaderboard based upon your stats, uh, which is kind of cool. But uh, no, I, I think I think you nailed it. Actually, how long did it take you to come up with that list? Don't lie. <laughs> uh, maybe fifteen minutes. Okay, that's about right. Not too I bad. Because I would have left something out. Probably. I, I mean, I left Starcraft. I had Starcraft. I actually originally had two lists, and the second one was 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 game modern games with seasonal 
playlists and discussing the benefit of having seasons in addition to ranked and why, you know, the season component, the kind of the refresh, the idea of a refresh is so essential to any of these ranked playlists. Because that seems to be the kind of second component of a successful ranked environment is a refresh, right? Like some kind of yearly or it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know of one that doesn't have it. Like, is, is there anything that doesn't have that, <laughs> that component? I don't think so. And I mean, that's the way it should be. It shouldn't be set in stone. That's what I wish Halo 3 would have had was like they had a specific set season and they would reset you after each one and actually like a hard reset, like a hard, hard reset, not like keep your like half of your MMR or whatever league does with their stuff, but <clears throat> like a hard, hard reset. The hardest of resets? The hardest of resets. You push like that red button on the thing. I'm, I'm talking the like, like di- <laughs> I'm talking like diamond toughness resets. <laughs> but see, the big issue with that is that they want to keep the playing field even, so then yeah. people would not want to play the game the first three weeks because they'd be afraid to get paired up against actually good people. Mm-hmm. So it just stops people from playing for three weeks, and then they pick I it up. I think again. so. Yeah. But I mean, does does that does that bad of them losing those people for three weeks? Way, way, kind of balance everything out with the good that comes with kind of just the, the refreshing of the list and the, um, I don't know, new opportunity to get ranked at a high level. Like I'm sure for some of those noobs, like getting ranked in Challenger feels real good for those two weeks until they get kicked out. I mean, well, I think that's why League does the MMR system. So like you don't reset, so you can play with bronze people. Right. So you just keep your MMR, so then you'll just you know play with the people that you were before the season ended. So. It it's all the same, well. but just yeah, the simple changes. Um, I was doing a lot of research into into chess before all of this and looking up Magnus Carlsen. If anybody knows who he is, he's a 21 year old chess prodigy. It's kind of like, I'd say he's like the Luke Bieber of chess. Um, and <laughs> they discuss his elo and his his rankings and um, how they calculate that and how how it's um, like you know you're he's at like 2800 or something insane. Uh, if you like League of Legends, if you like esports, if you like any of this stuff, I highly su- suggest checking out chess. Just like as as a game, um, the fe- the Federal uh, Institute of Chess or whatever the hell it's called, um, hell's not a curse word, right? Nope. I don't know. Okay, good. good. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> they have their uh, their tournaments. I think the, fir- the the candidates tournament comes up on March 10th. So if you want to get a better understanding of these ranking systems and where it all originated from. Uh, chess is kind of the place to look to. I'm sure. And again, I'd, there's going to be some guy at some point in the life cycle of the show that like watches this and goes, well, excuse me, but there was this one game back in Rome that was ranked. And it's like, that'd be great. I'd love to learn about that. But as far as I know, chess is kind of the, 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 the standard. Maybe, maybe Go is a, is a standard game. Anyway, watch chess and, and it'll give you a better appreciation for the rank systems, uh, where all this comes from. Why are you talking about ELO? Where is ELO hell? Who's the proper Elo god that you should be praising? Because there's an actual guy named Elo. So anyway, um, you know, praise the right Elo gods, and maybe, maybe just maybe you'll you'll get out of Elo hell done. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elo god. Noted. Uh, <laughs> so then we have this little bre- little breakdown of all the different um, uh, matchmaking rankings and what they look like for each game, distributions for. Um, for League of Legends are always quite interesting to look into. I don't think they've released that for a while, but seeing um, who is in bronze, who like how, what percentage of the player base is in bronze, silver, gold, uh, platinum, diamond, masters, challenger, 
uh, and and like how how what you can actually see what players are there in a public leaderboard on the League of Legends client. Um, so everything is is widely available, really th through almost every major game where you can check on these leaderboards in a public manner. You can see who is who is there, um, and you can kind of see how how you yourself can can grow through them. So it's like, hey, I can see myself in that there challenger leaderboard, which is why I keep playing because someday I'll be in challenger, uh, and that's with a J, not a G. J O U R challenger. Um, so the science and all of that behind ranked is actually pretty interesting. There's quite a few articles on Gamma Sutra that talk about where a lot of this thinking came from and why uh, game companies use the ranked model to <clears throat> to grow their player bases and to incentivize players to keep playing. Um, so I mean, for the last you know 20 minutes or so, I'd really like to you know talk with Luke about this game thinking. Um, you know, if somebody's interested, they can dig into the science themselves. The article is there; it's available for them. They can they can go and read it, um, and and kind of dig through all the the subsequent resources that that we have available on the site. Um, but I, we have Luke here for 20 minutes to kind of talk about the the mental construct of being a winner, of being somebody who is um, finding success in ranked playlists. Um, and since Ben is the one who has played ranked, like I candidly, like I am terrible at League of Legends, and and don't play any ranked. I aspire to, which is why I think ranked is so cool, right? Because it creates that aspirational element. Um, but for like 20 minutes or so, I would like to kind of have Luke give and Ben just kind of chat and, and do like a, like a, like a kind of a, a makeshift coaching session where they discuss the, the mechanics of, of specifically you can talk about League of Legends and you can deep dive if you want to into that. Don't feel like it's, it's, there's, there's prohibitive territory here. So if you're listening, you don't understand League, you don't like League, you don't care about League of Legends and you don't, you don't know anything, maybe you want to stick around just because you want to learn, learn something. Um, but this will be very specific to League of Legends. Um, and I want the two of you to kind of just chat about you know, mental state, winning, League, mechanics, the things that are most important, um, you know, kind of. I'm sure, Luke. You you said beforehand you have some notes that you'd like to go over. So just kind of let you take take control of the show here, um, and let the two of you kind of bounce back and forth. Sound good? Sure. Okay. So you had mentioned mental state. So I think that's honestly the big thing for most people is that there's a heavy anxiety regarding ranks, and honestly, the only real way to get by that is just to play it. Like make your default play times just be ranked. You can warm up with the normals, but even then, I just think that gives rank too much credit. Like, you playing one or two bad games in ranked is not going to change your overall ranking. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. So just get that to be your default. Just be willing to play the game. And acknowledge that it is a game. Like, even though it's a giant schlong measuring contest between friends, seemingly, but it, just, it doesn't matter. So basically, you're telling me not to tilt, is what you're saying. Because your boy here likes <laughs> to tilt a little bit when he's playing League of Legends. And... Uh, it's uh, it, it's a thing, and like if um, <laughs> I don't think you've got to play with with my other friends yet. Every every time that we uh, uh, I try to get you in there, someone else jumps in right before you hop in. But um, yeah, there's some major tilting going on between like my friends and I just playing like even like well ranked fives before the whole um, dynamic queue thing. But even in yeah. dynamic queue, I mean like there, there's a lot of tilting, and I, I think you're right that uh, it, it's important to keep a cool head and uh, kind of like stay calm even though that's not the easiest thing to do uh, uh, I don't know like you kind of lose yourself in it really like yeah. when you're playing it, it's hard to keep a cool head you, like you forget that it's just a video game and but uh, just 
be willing to acknowledge, like for me, the tilt thing, usually if I lose like two or three games in a row, I tend to just call it there. Yeah. But like if you're still salty about the last game and you're just willing to give up right away, just don't play. Like go yeah. in the other room, rub one out, go for a walk, pet your cat. <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. Just take <laughs> yeah. a break from the game because people get frustrated and then they just keep playing and then they keep losing. Like so many streamers are very famous for that. Like if you watch Anybot, he was like 800 LP challenger mm -hmm. and then dropped to 100 because he just he knows he's better than what he's playing. But people just get in that state and they're just playing poorly. And even if it's not necessarily their fault, tilt usually starts when it was something outside of your control. Yeah. And then just snowball downward. Yeah. No, I agree. It's hard. It's so hard to not yeah. do it. And League of Legends is such a hard game. Like, people just like, oh, God. I hate it because it's so it, – it, it, like you said, there's so many things that are out of your own control that you can't control. And it's just like all of that compounds to, like, just, like, weigh on you. And uh, that's the reason I haven't played League in, I don't know, probably two weeks now, I think. I haven't played in two weeks, and, like, it's it's been a good two weeks just because I haven't tilted. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had, like, anything, like, super tilting me out, and uh, League does that. And, I mean, like, we're all really good friends that I play with, and, like, we will be, like, yelling at each other, like, over Skype while we're playing. And, like, that that's, uh, that's the thing, like, I mean, we would never, like, lose friendships over League of Legends. But, like, people yell at each other over this game, and, I mean, like, these are people that you've known for, like, years. And you're just like, what? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? You know, and it just uh, it sucks. And I don't. I never really saw that in any other games. Like even when I played Call of Duty uh, from a competitive standpoint, like we were all pretty good friends playing that game all together. And like we never really yelled at each other like we do when we're playing League. And we were like much better at Call of Duty than we are at League. So. Uh, I don't know. It, it, that, it's just one of the interesting like things of League of Legends. Like it's such a unique experience, honestly. Like it, playing that game uh, is not like any other game that I've played. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think the heavy reliance on teammates is what really makes it. Like something like Halo, if you have one bad teammate, you can just play better, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But if League, if someone's feeding, honestly, if you play a near perfect game, you still might not win. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it's extremely frustrating. So then another big thing for League would be runes, masteries, just builds in general. A lot of people try to innovate. Like if you come up with the idea yourself, traditionally it's bad, um, just to say that. <laughs> Go on like probuilds.net. Like whoever your favorite player is or if you don't have one, just find somebody and copy what they build initially. Just do it blindly at first, and then as you play, probably a month, two months in, it'll click and you'll understand when you build Last Whisper, when you build armor, like based on what the other enemy team is building. But I've seen some pretty questionable builds. I was watching one of your guys' fives games, and you hit tab, and I was concerned by what I saw. Yeah. I don't think it was big enough to lose the game necessarily, but that does become rather important. Who was it? I'm going to call him out. Was it me? <laughs> it was. What, what did I build? What, what was I playing? Actually, was I playing support when we did this? You were support Nautilus, okay. and you you just rushed in Aegis, and I think they were all AD. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I can't remember what it was. That was when we were playing the team with the Zed, wasn't it? Yeah. I did that for the extra shield, but like the global shield. But I know. I know. I know. So, I mean, like, I know. it's not, like, that's not what, like, lost you guys that game. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure your mid laner was terrible.
terrible. God bless. But, <laughs> Man, but, you're getting called out. <laughs> but I mean, that does help, though. Like that's something that maybe in six to ten percent of your games that will actually mm-hmm. matter. And then I guess another thing would be just for regardless of what you play, like whether it be league or anything, just pick a very narrow niche that you want to do. So like pick two roles, pick two champions within those roles, or let's say for a shooter, just get used to assault rifles, shotguns. I mean, I think those are easier to diversify, but just become a master at what you want to do. Like pick something specific and get good at that, Mm -hmm. which will help teach you about the game as a whole. And then you can diversify if you so choose. And then, as we talked about before, just pressuring the map in general, that is really so huge. And you can just bait things. Like, for League, denying vision, you can force people to face-check Baron and get a kill. And even though you wouldn't have been able to grab it before because you got that one kill or those two kills, now you can take it for free. Yeah. Like, just force people to be blind and be uncomfortable. And if anyone's blind and uncomfortable, I'm sorry. But I'm then... super blind <laughs> and uncomfortable. <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess the last real thing is that as much as we've talked about pressuring and shot calling, I really think your individual mechanics at lower levels is what's actually going to matter because you cannot get your teammates to rally around you. Mm-hmm. So if you can dynamic you with two other people, then go for it. But otherwise, pick a role that you can carry in because, I mean, you say you're support main and I'm ADC in support, but I get support now 85% of the times with dynamic you. Yeah. So it's frustrating when you feel that you play pretty flawlessly but people make stupid decisions and you just have to acknowledge that that's going to happen like i was super tilted after a blitzcrank game where i feel like i played almost perfectly but yeah we our whole team just got destroyed yeah and acknowledge that you're salty and then i just took a break and i haven't played in a week since so there you go (laughs) i mean i was just studying for classes and such but i feel like with, with league that it's one of those games that like you hear people say yeah i haven't played in a week like more than any other game just because it tilts people out so much and frustrates them. Like I never say that with call of duty. I'm just like, Oh yeah, I took a day off from call of duty. Like, because I don't think league is fun. I'm sorry to throw that out. It's not, it's an awful game. (laughs) I would highly recommend like have some video games in your life that are actually fun. Like I just started playing rocket league. Like just, be able to laugh and smile with your friends. Like, even though you will get some chuckles with League, like if you watch Double Lifter, those people, they do have fun with it. But it's really just to prove to yourself and make some progression in your own life because traditionally we're all pretty static, so we just want to see ourselves get somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's but, also yeah. really easy to have fun with a game when you're, like, top five challenger uh, and also an LCS pro. So True, but... <laughs> It just, I mean, that's what drew me to like liking him in the first place. Yeah. Double lift, referring to just people that are willing to have fun with it when most other people don't. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell people in chat that just have fun when they know the game's pretty much over. Like I'll try to one v five as Vayne or something, and you just have fun. Like you get three people, you're super fed, and even if you throw the game, like your teammates may flame you and report you, but ultimately that doesn't yeah. matter. Like if you fun. laughed and you had fun, who cares? Mm-hmm. And I just think that people take it way too seriously. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that's another big thing is just that if you're playing to have fun, but also to improve then yeah, you'll be fine. I don't really think it's worthwhile. Like if you're in bronze, silver, gold, like there's no reason to watch your games over and like study them to try to improve. Because realistically, you're not going to become a pro. Mm-hmm. Just if it's not fun for you, I would honestly recommend picking something else. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it seems like a lot of people force themselves to play League of Legends. 
Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like a forced habit or activity. I mean, and a lot of like, they have a community there. So you have a lot of friends that you play with, but yeah. otherwise just ask yourself why for me is an important question. Cause I used to take it super seriously, but now I just don't really care. I'm fully happy to flame the hell out of my teammates or just troll somebody. Like, it's just so great watching the reactions of people that, you know, they're so upset and it's just great. Nothing they can do. <laughs> so don't take it seriously. Don't, don't be overwhelmed. I mean, it seemed like you talked about ranked there for a second, a kind of like in, in a, in a, you know, an ancillary way, I think where you're saying, you know, people's lives are static. They want to improve and, you know, moving up a, a, a public, you know, kind of leaderboard like this is a, is a pretty good way to do that. It, it, like you're saying, you know, you want to improve, but you can improve your mechanics and all those things. But if there's no measured improvement, you're never going to know if you're actually getting better. Right. But I think that's the biggest thing is honestly, I don't even know if people necessarily want to improve. I just think they want their friends when they scroll over their name on their friends list to see a higher rank. That's why people pay for boosting, mm -hmm. even though they don't belong there, like to tell everybody that their diamond is such a big deal. Especially like in high school, I assume, right? Like as a status thing for these like, young, these young bucks out there that, that want to prove themselves to all their friends, like it's it, you know I mean, if you're a 16 year old like what kid a, what a 50 was in halo back in the day i guess I mean, so yeah. Yeah. yeah like if you were like oh i'm 50 in mlg you know like you were like oh shit this guy plays with like nated and like gosiami and stuff and you're just like man he's really good yeah it does so, command respect so if anyone wants to be boosted i got you <laughs> <laughs> it's like the uh if you guys have ever seen the rf legendary video where he's like hey he asked like all these girls to prom or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Challenger. You want to go to prom with me?" <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> like, no, but I'm. I really, I'm Challenger in League of Legends. Like, do you want to go to prom? No, I'm not. If you would ask that to a dude, <laughs> he would have got like instantly said yes multiple times. Do, can you also boost me there while we're at prom? <laughs> can we just bring our computers and yeah. play? Is just that a sit in the cafeteria? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's back back when I was at Penn State. We um, I walked through the cafeteria one very late night. I wasn't drinking. And uh, saw all these like these kids playing. I think that we had we had a very large um, Chinese population in mm -hmm. uh, at Penn State, and they were all playing StarCraft on like everyone had their monitors and their PCs there, like PCs, not laptops. Yeah. And they had um, a giant screen like on, in in the cafeteria. So they were used they were using the cafeteria to play video games. That's um, awesome. That actually does happen, but you know, in yeah. case you're ever wondering. And one of them was a pro. He goes, I'm MLG pro. And I was like, I don't, I, at that time, I was like, I don't even know. You seem too serious for me. Like, I just, I just played. Play I, had Call a, of Duty. I had a 48 Halo account in MLG, like my freshman or sophomore year of college. I uh, wore my MLG shirt around campus all the time. So I'm sure that you were the coolest guy. Dude, I was, I was the coolest guy on campus. You had like a lanyard or something yeah. with like MLG got, like got, swag on it. I got it. laid so many times because of that shirt. <laughs> totally joking. <laughs> you said you, 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 have, you, have, you have a certain amount of interest in you back from your, your, your youth, days in your youth from, from certain females or males. You know, everybody likes you. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they want to keep tabs on you. So I imagine that the MLG swag was a part of that. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Let's just drop it at that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely hard to prove your worth, though, it's in today's world. Like, if you're actually good at something, very few people know. So I think video games and ranking systems provide that. So I feel like self-worth yeah. and kind of like... Uh, yeah. And the I funny, mean, the yeah. funny thing about it is, like, video games used to be like a nerd symbol, you know. Like, it, it was like, oh man, that kid is that rank. That means he has no life. But now, like, video games is are like kind of 
mainstream, especially with League of Legends and stuff. And it does kind of demand a little bit of respect whenever you see someone with that high of a rank. So it's awesome. Especially if you can appreciate the, the amount of time it takes to get there. If they're not boosted yeah. and they got there by themselves, like, that's why I'm always so impressed with Luke. It's like, well, he actually, like, got his account to Diamond last year. Like, mm. like without really even, I don't think that was your goal, right? Like, you just did that. I just played, yeah. Right? So, like, I mean, that's that's impressive to me because I understand the struggle that you had. To, I think I, at least I like to think that I understand the struggle that you went through. Um, and like, that's impressive. Right. So um, I think on the grand scheme of things, seeing people at those high rankings, it, it allows you, the spectator to better understand and create a narrative for yourself, which allows for you to, to have a better watching experience. Right. Like the mm -hmm. ranked, like back, back in the day, I was a huge wild turtle fan. Like when he just joined, he went from cloud nine to CSM. And um, like when watching him get that Penta on his first game was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And he's also rank one in Challenger. Um, and like that, that whole, like that whole story for me was so interesting because it was like, wow, this guy is really good. Like he's rank one. Like how did he get? And like I would like look at his like name on the leaderboards and like be so intrigued by that. Um, and like that, if, if that means something that someone is at the top rank of a leaderboard, like, man, like what, 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 what a, what a, what a world we live in, but what a sense of purpose that person must have to be at the top, right? Like that's, that's, that must be a good feeling. I'm curious about the things that go into it when you're like flares and at the top, but performing terribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's in, in Korea, and they talk about this a lot, like how in the United States people don't take solo queue as seriously, but yet we're talking about the importance of ranked in, in South Korea. Like they, that's like, if you're not a top ranked player in challenger, like you're probably not even going to be on a team. Like they use that as a measurement for your performance and it matters. It deeply matters to them. So I'm done ra ra ranting and riffing and whatever else I do. Rambling. Rambling man. Um, any other points to, to make Luke before we, we let these good people go? Just don't take it seriously. Have fun. There's a lot of free coaching websites if you really care, but honestly coaching, I'd recommend just watching a stream. Like someone, I know Pat, you don't like Night Blue, but someone I don't that. I dislike anyone. I like everybody. Somebody that is happy to explain it, but just watch what they do. Find someone that plays your role, like see what they do at these times, but acknowledge that your ELO is going to be a lot different. So yeah. don't expect things to go as smoothly. But, and ultimately, have fun. It's a game. If you don't enjoy it, go download Rocket League, play something that makes you smile. Or the Division. Play the Division. It's really fun. May I suggest Downwell on on Steam for about two ninety nine? Downwell. Downwell. Yes. Okay. That'd be my I'll suggestion. I'll check it out. <laughs> As a fun game. <laughs> I know we talk about esports all this a lot, but if you want to play something fun, so that's all right. So then to close it out, we said have fun, have a good time. Um, I I intend to see Deadpool at some point in the next like couple of days or week. Have you both of you seen today. this movie? Yes. You should go today, today yes. and then go and watch it again tomorrow. Is it good? Dude, it's the, it's the best comic book movie that's been released. Okay, dramatically untrue. But ultimately... You're insane. <laughs> I thought it was very good. I don't think I would want to see it again, though. Okay. But I did think it was very good, very Is it because you hate fun? Is that why? I hate super shallow humor, whereas the oh, first time it's entertaining, but... super shallow humor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's... I don't know. It was good company and it was a good film, but yeah, I just don't think it has the depth to be seen twice. But gotcha. highly recommend it. What's your so. favorite superhero movie then, Luke? What's the Probably best movie? V for Vendetta. Oh. Is that a superhero that's movie? That's not a. That's a graphic novel. That's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. Okay, that movie is, is Batman. Awesome. Is Batman? <laughs> Batman was Batman a comic begins? book and a graphic novel. 
which because which if you Batman? say that so Batman is not a superhero, is that no, what he is, he absolutely <laughs> is. But I'm saying he also had a comic book. V for okay. Vendetta was strictly a graphic novel. Okay, so fine. There's a Batman difference. Begins. There okay, you go. That's there you my go. answer. So I was gonna say, why don't you just say The Watchmen? I'm gonna... I thought that was so overrated. Yeah, was it was. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pick. Um, let's see. Spider-Man Three. I haven't Ooh. seen it. And no, it's there's so many memes it, around it. Be, that may be the worst Spider-Man movie, actually. That uh... no, Amazing Spider-Man Two is the worst Spider-Man movie. Let's all be. Let's is that, that the new one? I didn't watch the newest. It. The newest yeah, one. I didn't watch garbage. the newest one. It's like a hot. Although pile actually, of I really actually like the dude though. Uh, what, yeah, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, looks Andrew Garfield. Like, he looks like a totally great Spider-Man. Um, unfortunately, he's just not. The movie's not very good. Yeah, um, I mean, so I'm going to go see happens. Deadpool. Is there any, what, what else are we doing this weekend? Any games to play? Any things out? Uh, the I'm going to be playing The Division as soon as we end this. <laughs> what about yourself, Luke? Um, I have some work to do, but this weekend I'll probably be mainly doing Rocket League. There you go. So that's if you, want, if you guys want to play with, with Ben or Luke, you guys check out the, the Rocket Leagues or The Divisions. And Ben, you're playing on, on PC and uh, Xbox, right? I am playing on PC and <laughs> Xbox. Uh, I will be playing on PC today. Give them, get, go, go play with them. Yeah. Um, come watch Deadpool with me. Yeah, we'll hold hands. It'll be great. Uh, so anyway, everybody, thank you so much for watching episode number five of the Esports Review, where we talked about ranked play. Uh, thank you very much, Luke, for coming on and being our resident video game expert, the master of all things game. Um, what else we got? Um, the master of mentality, um, resource management guru. <laughs> and thank you, Ben, the, the best beard in the business. Uh, for being the, the kind of the, I'd say the best co-host that I've ever had uh, in, in the production chair. Um, I just really appreciate the amount of, uh, you know, beautiful effort that's gone into the audio stuff. You follow him at the JSFA underscore Manimal. Luke, you, you say that Twitter's a waste of time, so I'm not going to tell people. Yeah, don't like my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm Patrick. Follow me at, at PetRyan. And um, please go to esportsmaybe.com. Go check out Esports in a Nutshell News. Mark works super hard on Nutshell News and the highlights. We appreciate any feedback, any comments. It's all, it's all gravy, and we, we, we love the, the esports community for, for being so positive and, and liking our content so much. Um, so, uh, yep, yeah, have a great weekend, and uh, this has been the Esports Review. Take care.